Just blame. Everything's a joke. And I just washed the wheel and I'ma roll the wheels in this grill. Everything's a challenge. New jeans, new cheese, new bag. Give me your reasons. Everything's a go. Spawn in the club with me, trying to find a chick to fall in love with me. Everything's a go. Mommy hit me on the jack, only me to act the spot as I'm on the floor. Come back and play. Come scoop you, try to seduce you. Half black and Chinese, she gave me the full food. A little bit of that wonton soup from the hood got more chips than wonton. Yes, people, everything is definitely a go because today we are looking ahead to UFC on ESPN Plus 48, Cyril Gunn against, uh... oh, God damn it. My mind has just gone blank. He's fighting Volkov. <laughs> oh, shit. People, he is fighting Alexander Volkov. People, yeah, that's the fight. That's what's taking place. So we're looking at that one. And we're also looking at Submission Underground 24. So people, sit back and let's get this popping. Okay, people, so Saturday night, we are back at the apex for UFC on ESPN Plus 48, Ghana v Volkov, and we've got five, 13 fights on the card, and this one, man, you know what I mean, I, I think it's going to tell us a lot, right, because Cyril Ghana, he's 8-0, he's looked very good, and he's definitely got over some hurdles, right? He beat Rosenstruck. Now, it wasn't a great fight, but he was able to subdue the threat. Now, we've seen him on the ground, but can he get past the wily vet that it is Alexander Volkov? That's going to give us ooh, questions. Because if Gunn gets past this, hey, Garn is up there. Garn is a contender. And, um, yeah, he could soon be challenging for the belt. Could soon be challenging for the belt. So we, we have got that great fight to look forward to. But there's other very interesting matchups on this card, people. And I really cannot wait. All right, so... Let's start off, right, because there are um, there are a few fighters on the card, which they, they've got at least two losses, right? So, a loss on Saturday night could be it. It could be the end of their UFC tenure. And, uh, yeah, I think one of those... Is our well, it's basically our first two fights, our first two fights, but they're also two very good fights, right? So we start off in the world in the lightweight division, you know what I mean? So, people, it could be dicey for Yancey Madeiras and Damir Hadrovic, you know, it's a lightweight fight, and um, yeah, let's take a look at this one. 
because look, both fights, I mean, we have had some memorable encounters from them all. Right, but Yancy Medeiros is on a free fight losing streak at the moment. You know what I mean? He is 15, 7, and 1 no contest. You know, so um, we saw him lose a decision to Lando Venada in February uh, last year. He lost in the second round to uh, Gregor Gillespie. In January 2019. And he also lost in the first round to Donald Cerrone. In February 2018. But you know all of these were very fun fights. And he you know he's been on win streaks. Right so um, before this run of bad form. Right, he's he beat Sean Spencer at UFC two oh three, Moichich v uh, Overeem in September twenty sixteen. Then he beat Eric Silver at UFC twelve, Aldo v Holloway the first one in June twenty seventeen, and he beat Alex Oliveira. Oh, that was a fun one in the rematch UFC two. 18 Holloway v Aldo 2 right December 2017 uh, so yeah all great fights and he can win via submission knockout you know he, he's got he's got abilities right but he does like to stand and bang he does like to stand and bang now he will be going up against, you know, Dmitry, um, Damir Hadrovic, right, the Bosnian bomber, who is himself on a two-fight losing streak, he's 13 and 6, you know, and um, we last saw him against Renato Moracano in uh, March last year, and, uh, yeah, that ended very early in that first round. Got caught with a rear naked choke. And then before that, it was a decision loss to Christos Gages in June 2019. So, um, yeah, since being in the UFC, it's been kind of up and down for him. Which is kind of crazy because he was he came in. On a six-fight winning streak. Came in on a six-fight winning streak. You know. Had done his thing over in Cage Warriors. You know. So got to the UFC. Lost a debut. But then he won. Then he lost. So. It's been a bit up and down. But. He's had spectacular wins. You know. The Marcin Hell need. Has rocked Paulo Reyes in the second round. He's had those, you know, fun wins, right? Um, he's won by submission earlier on in his career, but the last submission came in November 2013, where he got an armbar. Um, so, yeah, I think this is going to be a fun fight. I think it's going to be fun, but I'm going to say Yancey... I'm going to say he gets it done. You know, there's so much on the line for him. 
You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I think that he will get the win here. But, boy, it is definitely going to be a crazy fun fight. A great fight to start the card off with. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was a good call to put that one first, I feel. You know what I mean? So, next up, right, we go to the featherweights. We have got Charles Rosa against Justin Gaines. So, again, both of these fighters... Yeah, a bit hard times. So Gainus, the guitar hero, 16 and 7, right? Started out, started out with a bang. You know, came to UFC short notice, Fight Island. He beat Frank Camacho. No, actually, that was in the Apex Center. Beat Fat Camacho in June last year. But. He then turned around pretty quickly, fought in August, and he lost in the third round to Gavin Tucker. Got caught with a rear naked. Um, got caught in the first round by Gabriel Benitez. That was in December last year. And then um, his fight with Devontae Smith in February this year stopped in the second round due to an eye cut. So, yeah, a tough one for him there. But, um, yeah, that's what happened, you know. So, before coming to the UFC, he'd been on, a, you know, a really good streak, five-fight winning streak. So, you could see why he got the call-up. So, you know, he he's grabbed some... Uh, you a lot of stoppages, but there have been submissions. You know, have been submissions, but um, yeah, he does like to swing. Does like to swing, which we have seen in his style, a very fan friendly one. Um, he has. You know what I mean? But he is going up against Charles Rosa. In uh in this fight, Boston Strong Rosa, he is thirteen and five, coming off a loss in his last fight, which was to Derek Minna in February this year. You know, so um, yeah, it, it it's been kind of win loss for him, win loss ever since coming to the UFC. In October 2014. He lost the debut. But then beat Sean Serrano. Via Das Choke. Lost a split decision. Mind to Yaya Rodriguez. At UFC 188. Velasquez v. Vadu. You know. Then beat Carl Boniak. Lost to Shane Borges. And look. We know how tough Shane is. Beat Manny Bermudez via armbar. Then he whew, had that crazy fight with Bryce Mitchell, which, yeah, he lost that fight. You know what I mean? At UFC 249. But beat Kevin Agliera via split decision. So it's been up and down, but he's been in some good fights. He is a very good jujitsu practitioner. And I think it's that that's going to be the difference in this fight. 
You know, I, I think he, look, we've seen him hold his own on the gra- on bleh, hold his own standing. So I think when it gets to the ground, that is where he will be able to, you know, really seize control of things. So I'm gonna say that uh, Charles Rosa is able to walk away with the win in this one. But two, although you know what I mean things are very, very stacked in these two fights. Right, it is win or lose, and literally the contract could be on the line. I think we have two very, very exciting fights to start the night off with, people. And uh, yeah, I really cannot wait for these ones, you know what I mean? Professional fighting is a tough game, people, so sometimes things don't always go your way. So, hey, it's you know, up to your next fight where you can set the record straight, right? That's the beauty of it, that you get a second crack at the cherry. Second crack at the whistle? Hmm, second crack at the... I don't even know, but you get a second opportunity, right? And a third and a fourth, whatever. But you can let people know that, hey, last time out, I was having a rough night. This time... Hey, everything is gravy going into this fight. And that is the case for a a few fighters on tonight's, well, Saturday night's card. Now, we have a fun fight between Julia Avila and um, Julia Stolarenko, right? It's a women's bantamweight fight. Now, last time we saw Stolarenko... She unfortunately had passed out at the weigh-ins. She's nine four and one, coming off a loss in her uh, UFC debut, which was against Jana Kutzenstier. Uh, so that took place in August last year. She's, um, you know, she's been all over the place, right? She was on season twenty-eight. Of the Ultimate Fighter. She eventually um, lost to Pani Kinzad, who uh, got to the final, so no shame there. You know, she fought on the final, lost to Lee Letson, and um, yeah, didn't didn't manage to walk away with a contract. But yeah, she went away. Right, went away on the regionals, did her thing. She fought in left way, right? And left way is crazy. You think bare knuckle is is nuts. Left way is the crazy shit. But she won a fight. First round stoppage, man. So she did that. Went to Invicta. Fought on the Phoenix series Three, right, one, and yeah, that got her to call up to the UFC, so, you know, she's very versed on the ground, right, a lot of her wins have been, um, yeah, have been submissions, and armbar is her submission of choice, she does like an armbar, now, 
she will be going up against the raging panda, Julia Vila. <laughs> Which, um, yeah, I think this is a good fight. A very good fight, people. Which, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to. You know, because... Listen, Avila, she's 8-2. and two. Coming off a loss, but she... Yeah, she has had some very good fights, right? So she lost the last one to Cigara Eubanks. That was in September last year. But she... Oh, man, she came out blazing against Gina Mazzano. Uh, in June last year, right, um, now, I think what is very interesting about this, well, she won her debut as well against Pani Kanzad, you know, she's also a vet of Invicta, right, she fought on Invicta 32, um, and 29, yeah, so she's been around, but she's changed camps, Right, she's changed camps, everything has changed for Avila. So I think we're gonna get a new invigorated um yeah, Julia Avila who is just ready to go. Ready to go. And I, I, I think I think she's gonna be a bit too much because when she's really firing, she will put it on you. And I think Stalanko, she likes a slower paced fight. Right? She likes a slower paced fight where she can dictate what goes on. I think Avelia on her game doesn't give someone that. Right? So yeah, I think um Avelia gets to win, but uh definitely one to look forward to. So we then have a lightweight matchup, and we've got Renato Morocano against Jay Herbert. Right, so Morocano, he's 14 4 and 1, coming off a loss in his last fight, right, which was to Rafael Fiez. And um, yeah, he got caught, he got caught in the first round. Man, so that was at UFC 256. Ferreiro B. the first one in December last year. Um, he, you know, he did beat Damir Hadrovic, who is on the card, right? He he caught him with a first round. But, um, yeah, it, it just hasn't always gone his way. Right, he he's coming off losses to Jose Aldo, and the Korean Zombie, which you know what I mean, like definitely nothing to be, um, nothing to be ashamed of, right there. Both phenomenal fighters, but Marcano, he he's a vet, he's a vet. He he has been in there with some of the best. Some of the best in the game. You know what I mean? Jeremy Stevens, Brian Ortega, Calvin Cader, who he has a win over, you know. Cub Swanson also wins over him. You know what I mean? So he's beaten some of the best. Right? 
Now, Morikado will be going up against Jai Herbert, right? Who, uh, it just hasn't gone his way. Hasn't gone his way for the black country banger. You know, he's 10 and 2, right? And hey, we, we saw him make his debut against Francisco Trinaldo, and he was winning that fight, oh my god, he was winning that fight, but got caught in the third round, man, you have to feel bad for him, gotta feel bad for him, it was, ah, now, all, you read, all, all props to Trinaldo, right, for just sticking with it, but, oh man, Herbert was just looking so good, so good until it was all gone, so he, he came to UFC after really putting up uh, great numbers in Cage Warriors, was their former champion, you know, he won um, six fights on the trot, so it was all looking very good, but yeah, now he wants to get this one back for sure And hey, with how good he was looking in that Trinaldo fight I think, I think Herbert can get it done You know, I think he can get it done So I'm going to say he, uh, yeah Sets the record straight and comes away with the W But um, it's not going to be easy Hey, definitely not going to be easy, but I can't wait for that one. So we have one debut on the card. It's a late call-up in the welterweight division. Jemiah Wells, oh, sorry, Jeremiah Wells even, he steps in to face Awali Alvarez. So Wells, he is 8-2-1. and one. He's on a two-fight winning streak at the moment. Uh, so he's currently, well, he was, you know, up until the call, the CFFC champion, right? He beat Marco Smallman at CFFC 78 in September of 2019, got a rear naked choke in the second round, um, yeah, he'd been, uh, yeah, been fighting out of there, be also fought out of CES, so he'd been, um, jumping between those two organisations, and, um, yeah, he's had some nice wins, right, he fights, uh, out of Renzo Gracie in Philadelphia, so you know he's got his jiu-jitsu, right, so he's, uh, yeah, he's definitely got some good submission wins under the belt, but, uh, yeah, he has to go in there and make his debut against Wally Alvarez, who's 14-4, and four, and coming in off of a win, over Munia Lazaz in January this year. All right, what first round stoppage, which definitely impressive because 
Your Monier had a sensational debut. Fury. So, yeah, to get a first round stoppage over him, that boy, you know what I mean? That's something, right? So he has been alternating um, wins of late. He lost to Randy Brown in November of 2019 and beat Sergio Barais in uh, May 2019 and um, lost to James Kraus in August 2018. So, yeah, and, you know, it's definitely got one of them all or nothing styles. So, there's no decisions. <laughs> you know what I mean? These wins and losses, hey, they've, it's been a finish. You know what I mean? It's been a finish. But you know he's willing to put himself out there. He's been in the UFC for a little while, though. Came via season three of the Brazilian Ultimate Fighter, which took place in May 2014. Made his debut also in May 2014, you know. Um, yeah, came with a guillotine win, right? And he put together four four good wins. You know, beat Alan Joban, Nadim Taleb, and Colby Covington, right? So all very good victories there for Alvarez. But um, you know, he he faced Kamara Usman back in November 2016. So he's definitely been in there with some tough-ass people. And I think that's one big thing there, right? He has been in with some tough competition, some high-level competition. And Wells, although obviously a tough fighter, he hasn't had that same experience. You know what I mean? Hasn't had that same experience. So this is a tough call for him. So uh, you ain't all props to Wells for uh, stepping up. But I'm going to say that Alvarez. Hey, you you got to think Alvarez is going to be the dude to come away with a win. But I'm um, definitely interested to see how uh, Wells will perform, you know? Definitely see how he's going to perform. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's our sole debut on the card. So, the card definitely has some fights on that you just think, boy, these are going to be just bananas. These, these encounters can't be anything else. Other than fire And we start off With a light heavyweight clash Between Marcin Prakroni And Isaac Villeneuve So people uh, Prakroni He's 14 and 5 He won his last fight Right Which was uh, a Against Khalil Roundtree in January this year at UFC 257. So 
you know, he came to the organization via one. Now, he lost his opening three, right? Sam Alvey, Magniv Ankaliv, and Mike Rodriguez. So, definitely no easy tests. But he was able to get past Khalil via unanimous decision. Now, over in these other fights, you know, he, he's got a mixture of stoppages and decisions. And, um, yeah, on Saturday night, he's going to be going up against the Hurricane, Ike Villanaire, who, uh, you know, is coming off a win in his last fight, which was against Vincius Moreira. And, boy, this was a fun one. This was a real fun fight. So, he came to the UFC in May 2020. Lost to Chase Sherman in the second round. And then he had a first round stoppage via Jordan Wright. It was a, it was a doctor's stoppage due to a cut. Man, his face was bleeding. And, you know, he, yeah, he wanted to continue. It was a tough one. You felt bad for him. But he came back with a great win. A really good win against Moreira in uh, January. You know, second round stoppage with a big right. And, uh, yeah, I think this is, boy, this is a fun fight. It's a fun fight, people. And... I don't know. I, I feel myself leaning towards a Villadera. You know, that, that's the way I'm kind of looking at this one. And look, it's heavyweight, so it can definitely go either way, right? Either way. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards a Villadera, who, you know, he, he fought back in legacy before, you know, became LFA, he's um, fought over at Bellator, he's got some very good experience, you know, fought Robert Drysdale back in the day, I mean, boy, and he's fought a few UFC fighters on the regional scenes, so, uh, you know, I, I, I think Villeneuve, he he's got it what it takes. And I'm going to say that, yeah, he gets the win. But again, I'm looking forward to uh, that clash. We then have a... Uh, boy, this is a good one. It's a welterweight clash between Michel Perez and Shavat Rakmarov. So... The traitor, Michel Perez. That's, I mean, traitor is your nickname. It's not really the nickname you want, but hey-ho. He's 26 and 3, coming off a loss in his last fight, which was to um, Ishmael Nurdivev in February 2019. You know, so um, before that, though, he had been on a run. He'd been on a straight run. I think, boy, uh, like nine fight win streak. You know, he really was putting it together. So on the cusp, but unfortunately, he, you know, he, he lost. 
he lost one. But, uh, you know, he's got a good mix of um, submissions, decisions, and uh, TKOs. You know, so you know he can put it together. Has a win over Gilbert Burns. Man, back in the day, September 2016. You know, beat Josh Berkman. Right? So very, some very tough peoples up in there. You know, and he is going up against, right, the nomad, Shavak Rakmarov, who is 13-0 on a nine-fight win streak. I mean, how impressive is that, right? How impressive is that? And, man, we have seen him, look, he, he choked out Alex Oliveira in the first round. October last year, you know, that was his UFC debut, he's been just killing it over an M1, right, I mean, I, I just kind of feel that, man, I, like, I just don't see him winning, I don't, I don't see him losing even, <laughs> I mean, yes, I definitely see him winning, but I don't see him losing, so yeah, I'm gonna go with the Nomad, to get the win here. So we then have a very interesting light heavyweight clash between Danilio Marquez and Kennedy Nazachukwi. So um you know Marquez right he's 11 and 2 on a four fight win streak. Right, we last saw him beat Mike Rodriguez in the second round in February last this year even. Um he beat Cadiz Imbragrimov at UFC two fifty three. Adesanya v Costa in September last year. You know, um and that was his UFC debut. So uh, yeah. You know, outside, he's got, um, you know, submission wins, right? He, he's decent on the ground, so we know that. He is going up against the African savage, Kennedy Nazanucci, who is 8-1. Currently on a two-fight win streak and fighting out of Fortis MMA. You know, his last fight, he beat the highly touted Carlos Ulberg, right? UFC 259, won it in the second round. Was definitely a big win for Kennedy. And, you know, we saw him start, have a bad start, but pull it back, right? And I think, you know, we've seen him... Lose focus at times, but in that fight, you saw him just really key into everything that Safe Saud said, and it, it just turned around, turned around. And I think this is the opportunity for Kennedy to really just, I mean, ride that cusp, right? Because we've seen he's got so much talent, came to the UFC via the 2018 Contender Series. Lost his debut to Paul Craig, but, you know, look, we see what Paul Craig can do. When it comes to submissions, he is just straight legit. So, 
we, we've seen Kennedy shine, and we've seen him kind of stumble, but I think with a win on Saturday, I think Kennedy could become someone to watch, for sure, definitely someone to watch, like, it's hard to say contender, because Man, the light heavyweight division. Hey, we got some peoples up in there now. You know what I mean? It's definitely become one of them divisions to watch. But a, a win is definitely putting Kennedy on the bubble. That's for sure. So we then jump people to the welterweight division. We got Nicholas Dolby against Tim Means. And the locomotive, Nicholas Dolby, right? He's 19-3-1 with two no contests. He's on a five-fight win streak. Five-fight win streak. You know what I mean? That is not too shabby, right? Not too shabby. And, uh, yeah, he's... uh, Man, he, look, he, he got a good win over Daniel Rodriguez, you know, in uh, November last year, where he really just came with a very impressive leg attack, you know, so um, he had a no contest with Jesse Ronson, um, beat Alex Oliveira, you know, no contest with Ross Houston, which was a crazy fight, right, due to um, the cage just being just wet, it was, it was insane, it was insane, but he's the former Cage Warriors champion, and this does, you know, he's in his um, second stage with the UFC, Right, so this will be his third fight on the new contract. So, you know, Dolby, he, he's he's definitely, I think he, he's really hit a new vein. He's hit a new vein, and we've seen him, you know, put things together pretty well. Right? But he's going up against the Dirty Bird. He's going up against the Dirty Bird, Tim Means. Who is 31, 12 and 1 with one no contest on a two fight win streak. And uh, we saw Means beat Mike Perry last time out, right? That was in November last year. He beat uh, Loreno Strapatoli in August last year. Hey, so uh, that was bouncing back after that loss to Daniel Rodriguez. So, I think we've seen a measured Tim means. You know, a, a Tim that can step back from the brawl, right? Which is definitely something. Definitely something. And I think it's that experience. I think he can, you know, he can really jump in there with you, right? But we we've seen the fact that he can ride out a bad patch. You know, he can ride out a bad patch and really change his approach mid fight. So I, I think that's gonna be the difference and we're gonna see Tim 
walk away with a win here. But it, it's going to be a fun fight. Definitely going to be a fun one. So we then, people, we jump to the featherweight division. We've got Daniel Pineda against Andre Feely. So the pit, Daniel, Daniel Pineda, 27 and 14 on a two, with two no contests. Coming off a loss to Cub Swanson. I Cub really oh man he he put on a performance that night UFC two fifty six November sorry December last year but Pineda marking his second stint in the UFC stormed with a win at UFC two fifty two and really put it on Herbert Burns that was so impressive so impressive. And I, I, I think, look, we've seen Pineda really just bring that aggressive style. But he, he's also, he's not rushing things, you know. But, but you can see the evolution in his style. You, you can definitely see that. And it, it, it's a huge one, I feel, right, to, to have got to the UFC, you know. Got to the UFC, then lose your contract, right? Get cut, but go back to that regional scene. Go back and um, put it together. Put it together and earn your way back to the organization. I mean, that is huge. That is huge, you know, and I, I think it says a lot. He's going in there with oh touchy feely. Right? Andre Feely, man, who is just so good. Right? Alpha male. He's 21 and 8. Right? Also coming off a loss in his last fight. But man, you know what I mean? I think these two, they even coming off losses. They are going to put forth one hell of a fight. One hell of a fight. You know what I mean? And I cannot wait. Like, his last fight was against Bryce Mitchell um, in October last year. And it was a tough one. It was a tough one. You know, Mitchell pulled out a nice win. But he, he beat, you know, Charles Jordan before that. Oh, he, he, he's been, like, on the bubble for a while, feeling. He's definitely been on the bubble. Been in there with some tough motherfuckers. Right? He's fought some of the best in the game. He really has. So, it, it's, it's a, you know, it's a tough fight. It's a tough-ass fight. I think that Feely takes it. But, I mean, it's it's close. Right? It's just interesting. This is such an interesting one. Right? It's easy, I think it's easy to put a case for either fighter to walk away with a win. But I just think, Feely, just with the level of competition. You know, as I said, he's fought some of the 
best. So, yeah, that's why I'm going feely for the win here. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. So, we then go with a bantamweight fight. We've got um, Rani Barcelos against Timur Valiev. And, um, yeah, I think this might be a bit of a sleeper, people. I think this might be a bit of a sleeper. But Baraclis, he's 16-1 and one on a nine-fight win streak. Nine-fight win streak, people. You know what I mean? Good damn. Made his debut in July 2018. And, boy, has just gone through everyone since. Right? Third round uppercut that night. He then beat Chris Gutierrez. Second round stoppage. Got a second round stoppage over Carlos Honchin. He uh, went to a decision over Salid Numeregedov. Right, and then he beat Khalid Taha via unanimous decision. So, um, yeah, been in there with some... Real tough dudes, real tough dudes, man. But he was able to um do the biz. You know he's fought at the old RFA. You know So he's a vet from uh, yeah, from that organization. And he will like he's got TKOs, but he also has like he can grid it out. He can grid it out. So, this is super, super interesting. Because, you know, Valev is... Whew, I mean, they call him lucky. But, hey, there's nothing lucky about the hard work that he has put in. He's 17-2 and two with one no contest on a seven-fight win streak. Fights out of Jackson's. Yo, we last saw him beat Martin Day in uh, February this year. Now, I mean, technically, he's on a one-fight win streak. Because he, he did get sparked by Trevin Jones. You know, but that got turned around because of uh, weed. You know what I mean? But he bounced back. With a very good performance against Day. So, yeah, even though he did get caught, you know what I mean? We, we, we've seen him really rectify that. So, this will be his third fight in the UFC. And it's a definitely a tough one. Definitely a tough one. I, he, you know, he's won by submissions, you know? He's won by submissions, but I think Barakunas, he might be the better person on the ground. So I think I'm going to say that Barakunas, I think he might get the win. I, 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 it's a crazy fight. It's a tough fight. I cannot wait for it, people. Uh, yeah, I think Barakunas... Might walk away with the win right there. So then it's all about the co-main event. All about the co-main event. Heavyweights. Right. 
And I mean, well, we got Overson Crew, right? OSP, he's moved back up to heavyweight. He's 25 and 15. Coming off a loss in his last fight, right? Which was to Jamal Hill. And look, Hill is tough. At the time, Hill was unbeaten. You know, so yeah, we saw him get his arm mangled the other week. But, you know, Hill is no joke. And stopping Ovin St. Prue, that's definitely something, right? But, um, yeah, Prue is he, he's moving up. Um, but, you know, he's fighting a small heavyweight, right? Tanner Boza, definitely a small heavyweight. Um, I don't know... If he's got that, the, the same jiu-jitsu prowess, right? The bulldozer, he is tough. 19-8-1, right? We saw, like, he's on a two-fight losing streak. But that last fight against Latia Latifi, I mean, he was robbed. He was properly robbed in that one. I mean, that was... That was unfortunate. Right, but he's turned it around because that fight that was at the beginning of June. You know what I mean? So he fought beginning of the month and the end of the month. Right? And look, we know Oban St. Prue is a G on the ground. Right? He has won by the von flute choke so many times we call it the St. Prue. You know, unofficially, of course. But I think Boza, you know, Prue is, he's coming in at 230, right? He, he's hes a light heavyweight. But I think that Boza, he's also a light heavyweight with sensational movement. And we don't really see that level of movement from um, St. Prue, even though... He isn't, you know, a, a a crazy big dude. You know, we, we don't see him move around like Bozer. So I think Bozer's going to be able to use that movement and his hands. And I think he gets to win. But uh, it's interesting, man. So definitely an interesting one. And I imagine um, some crew will be trying to get it to the ground. But yeah, I'm going to say Bozer. Gets the win. So, people, as mentioned, this main event, right? We see the heavyweight clash Alexander Volkov against Cyril Gunn. And, um, you know, both we've seen exceptional potential out of both. But Gunn. Definitely a new dude to the scene, while Volkov is a veteran, right? So, Drago, he is 33 and 8. 33 and 8, you know what I mean? He's 32. He's on a two-fight win streak, and, um, yeah, very impressive, right? In his last fights, we saw him beat Alistair Overeem. That was in February, right? Second round stoppage. Very nice combination. Sealed the deal. Before that, he beat 
Walt Harris. Also, second round stoppage. That one October last year. Now, look, we saw him lost to Cyril Blade. Cyril Curtis Blade, even, right? But I will say about that fight five rounds. And Volkov, I mean, you could say that he, he was winning that last round. You know, he, he got taken down. That was the only thing. On his feet, he was winning. And, you know, we, we if you listen to uh, UFC, um, no, it's the Anik and Florian podcast. Right? So, Anik shined some good, interesting light on this fight because, so... It was during COVID, obviously, right? And Volkov could not get any training partners. So where he'd have wrestlers come in and all of it, couldn't get it, couldn't get the looks. So it's hard to look at that fight and go, oh, yeah, Volkov, yeah, not very good. Because we have seen what Volkov can do. We have seen an impressive Volkov, you know, so, yeah, I, I think that one has a caveat against it, I, I I do feel that with that fight, you know what I mean, I'm definitely not, I'm not gonna uh, uh, send him down the river, because we've seen Volkov, hey, we've seen him have some great fights, he beat Vadoom, you know what I mean, beat Vadoom. Man, and he was beating Derek Lewis. He was winning that fight. Oh my god! Right, it it was worse than um what nearly happened to Leon Edwards because we had literally ten seconds left, and he got caught. So yeah, definitely mad props to Derek Lewis for just sticking with it. But man. You gotta feel bad for Volkov. Right? So um you know and, and that's why I think we saw the performance against Greg Hardy. Because he won that fight, but he didn't really press himself because hey you know it's that fear, right? And Garno he mentioned it, right? Which is that whole fight we saw with him against Derek Lewis, but there's that fear. After being caught, that it could happen again. So, yeah, I mean that's what we've seen from uh, from Volkov. You know, he, he is super impressive. So he's going up against the very fresh to the scene Cyril Bonagamin Gun, who is eight and O, right? But just a year younger, he's 31. We saw Gunn, you know, he made his UFC debut um, against Rafael Piozza, right, August 2019. So not really been in the organisation for that long at all, right? Got a, a first-round triangle. Then in his next fight against... De- Deontay Mays, right, third round heel hook, and the crazy thing with that one, he he was winning on the feet, but, hey, had him in trouble, and just fell back, and was like, you know what, fuck it, 
<laughs> and then grabbed that heel hook, which was crazy. Uh, he's been in there with Tana Boza. He was able to get a, a decision win there. Stop Junior Da Santos. And he beat um, Jazinho Rosenstruck. No. No, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah, he did. All right. So, um, Gunn, he's just... Man, like, the Rosenstruck wasn't the most interesting fights. But he he was very measured. Like, he weighed up his opportunities. And he, he, he utilised these tools. So, we've seen that from him at such a... You know, a, a young stage in the career. So it's very interesting because Volkov is a test, boy. That is a test and a half. You know what I mean? Like the experience is crazy when you think about it. And as I said, Volkov is just one year older. One year older, but with so much more. You know, tests up in the game So Man, like, I think on paper You think Volkov should win this Win this easily But I think Gunn I, I don't know, man There's just something about Cyril Gunn Right, there's, there's something about What he brings to the game And I think I think he could pull this off Which is definitely a gift and a curse because boy, it's gonna rocket him up. But he's only gonna be fighting killers. Only gonna be fighting killers, and he's always gonna have that experience deficit. But yeah, I'm fuck it. I'm gonna say Cyril Gunn gets it done. But boy, this is going to be very fucking difficult. Very difficult. But yeah. I'm saying gun, man, but I, I can't wait. It's going to be a great fight, people, and a great card. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this one. Okay, people, so on Sunday, we are not done. You know what I mean? We're not done because we have got Submission Underground 24. Yeah, it just feels like the other day that we had Submission Underground 23. Mason Fowler against Carl Chambers. We had the tag team match. It was great. It was great. Now, Mason Fowler, you know, he was victorious against Chambers. So it then became, who can beat Mason Fowler? Right? It's a, it's a hard question. You know, you, you start to rack your brains. Because everyone that's been up against him, Fowler has found a way to win. So, what do you do when you're not quite sure who goes next? i tell you what you do, people. You put on an eight-man tournament. The winner, hey, they take home ten Js. And they get the opportunity to go up against Mason Fowler probably the next month. That's what you do, people. And that is what 
is gonna happen. Oh, ho, ho. so our matchups the eight gentlemen competing. We have got Tanner Wisegrom, we've got Kyle Boehm, we have got Pedro Marnina, and Roberto Jimenez. Also, we got Nicholas Maximov, Renato Taglieri, Jim Ayers, and Adam Smith. All of these dudes are vying for that big check. They're vying for that big check, but they also want to be the first person to beat Fowler in the SUG Octagon. Yep. It is a tall order. It's a tall order. But, hey, there goes the brave, right? I think that's the expression, right? Their ventures, the brave, you know, on Normandy beaches and blah, 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 blah. Something, something, something. There goes the brave, I believe. Um, so, our, our actual, there are our eight competitors. Our actual matchups are, we have got, Tanner Wisegrom against uh, Nicholas. Actually, no, 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 no. Let Let's start off with, yeah. I want to start off with Jim Ayers against Pedro Manino. And uh, yo, this is a very good matchup. The last time we saw Ayers, he was competing at Combat Jiu Jitsu. Alright, that's where we last saw him, man. The beast was trying to get it done. Fortunately, it wasn't his night. It wasn't his night. Uh, however, though, he did beat Bobby Emmons in the first round. Got a rear naked choke just over halfway through. It was very nice. You know, very nice. And look, we've seen Ayla's. He's competed all over the place. I mean, he's even done a little uh, bare-knuckle fighting, right? So it's not just jiu-jitsu. Ayla's has got his hands dirty too. I mean, he will throw down with you. He's competed in the UFC. You know, so um, he's been all over. He's been in Cage Warriors in the UK. You know, Jim Ayers is a vet. He's a vet, and he is as tough as nails. Now, he is going up against Pedro Manino, right? And um. Yeah, Pedro, man, he he is very tough. He's being he's being pipped by uh, Mason Fowler as a dark horse for this competition. You know, he's even gone up against uh you know people who have um will be competing like uh, Roberto Jimenez. He's gone up against him. Hey, he's gone up against Nicky Rodriguez. You know, he's he's definitely had some tough fights. Like Ragnar Rocha. You know, he, he, he's been up in there. 
been up in there, done his thing, which is, you know, very impressive, you know, he's fought, you know, some submission underground veterans, you know, so, yeah, this is a, this is an interesting one, and I've got to say, I think, I think that, um, I think he's just got the edge here, you know, I think he's got the edge, and I think he will be pulling off a victory in his submission underground debut, so we will be seeing Pedro Mahina go to the next round, okay, so then people, we have Tanner Wisegrom against Nicholas Maximoff, which is a very interesting matchup. You know, very interesting matchup. Wisegrom, um, you know, he's been around, he's done his thing. But I think one interesting situation here is. Wisegrim was initially meant to be fighting Ronnie Marks, but unfortunately Marks had to drop out. So we get Maximoff, the always ready, and the new UFC fighter, the 209. You know what I mean? Our representative Nicholas Maximoff, who we just saw. He fought um, Joey Ellsmore at Submission Underground 23. He also fought uh, Hakeem Holmes at Submission Underground 22. Both within the distance. And early on. You know what I mean? Early on, pulls out the submission wins. So, super impressive. I think, look... Maximoff has always been good, right? We we saw him um fight at LFA ninety one, you know, got a second round submission there. Yeah, you know, he he's been around, he's done his thing. But I think one thing that really, really impressed me about uh old Maximoff was his contender series appearance. So he fought in November last year, and he was a late replacement. Someone fell out, right? So, what what do you think this motherfucker does? He takes the fight, but he takes the fight a heavyweight. I believe Maximoff usually fights at welterweight. I, I believe that's his weight class, or maybe middleweight, but he took it at Heavyweight, right? It it was crazy because he, you know, he fought Oscar Coda, and Coda was so much bigger than him. But Maximov, hey, he found a way and he got it done. Got it done. It was a unanimous decision. Now, it was a hard one, right? It was it was a hard one to be like, oh yeah, he gets a contract because. You know, it wasn't a pretty fight, but, hey, Maximoff, he, he, it was difficult for him, because he's not knocking Coder out, 
right? And, and Coda, it takes two to make a fight, and Coda wasn't trying to engage with Maximoff like that, but Maximoff, hey, he, he was super impressive, he got the win, so although he didn't get a contract, you knew he was on the cusp, and um, yeah, he's now, he's now got it, he's now got it, and I just think, right, with his background, you know, you, you know, he trained with savages, trained with savages, he's competed against some of the best, and I think he's going to be too much for Wisegrim, and we're going to see Maximov extend to the next round, and yeah, I cannot wait, Right, so we then get Renato Taglieri against Carl Boehm. So, Taglieri, man, look, he has, he's competed like all the others. You know, he's, he's been all over the place, the Pan-Americans. Um, I think that's where he was last at, doing his thing. You know, he's fought a lot of tough dudes. A lot of tough dudes, for sure. But he, he is going up against Kyle Boehm. And Boehm, yeah, he's a vet, right? We have seen him. Man, we've seen him at Combat Jiu-Jitsu, right? He beat uh, Dan Martinez, right, in December, Uh which was it? Yeah, that was a fun one, right? So we've seen him there. He's man. He he has fought Gordon Ryan, Nicky Rodriguez. You know, hey, like he didn't get the wins, but they're both very tough. So just Hank having the gahunas to go up against them. Again, he went to points with Rodriguez. You know. So, I, I think you have that. And, I look, I think he has just seen everything. Boehm has seen everything. You know, he's seen any sort of look that might be thrown his way. He's a vet of combat jiu-jitsu. So, yeah, I think Carl Boehm, I think we're going to see him go through to the next round. And then in our final matchup of the first round, people, we get Adam Smith. Right? Adam Smith against Roberto Jimenez. And if you remember, Adam Smith is the one who was calling out Mason Fowler after submission underground 23 you know what I mean he, he fought Benji Silver at submission underground 3 23 he got the win in overtime and uh, yeah he, he he was running his gums Adam Smith was running his gums calling out the champ and at the end of the broadcast, Mason Fowler was just like, you know what? I will mess him up. Give me Adam Smith. But Chael, you know, Chael and Eva were just like, you know what? Smith, hey, he's got to go through. He's got to go through and earn his spot. 
So Adam Smith is in the competition. And uh, yeah, we've seen him at sub 23. We see him sub 22 where he beat Alex Lamy. You know, again, that went to overtime. Um, you know, he, he is... Yeah, he's fought all over the place. Look, he's just come back off of a bit of a bit of a skid. He was able to, you know, turn the tables around. So he has that. Alright, but here's my thing. You know, Adam Smith is tough, for sure. For sure. We saw that in his last matchup. But as <laughs> you know, there's always a but. He's going up against Roberto Jimenez. You know, and what we saw from Jimenez last time out was just so impressive. At Combat Jiu-Jitsu Worlds, he, oh my days, he wrecked sharp. So on that night, he beat Adrian Madrid. Jim Alvarez, JC Calvacante, and then Nathan Orchard in the final. It was, oh, it was some super impressive jujitsu people. It really was. Now, he, he has lost against Gordon Ryan for sure. Hey, interestingly enough, um, Jimenez has actually recently fought um, Pedro Manino. Interested, he did. He, you know, he recently fought him. It went to a decision, so it was over points. And I'm gonna say, like, points. I'm never a fan of points, it's all very subjective, you know what I mean? But it does throw a little interesting kink into the matter if those two meet up. But I'm gonna say that, yeah, Romero, uh, Roberto Jimenez. He is just a slick motherfucker, and I see him getting through to the next round. And yeah, I I can't wait. Which means, right when you when you look at these brackets and the way it's all put together, right? I believe that we're going to be seeing. Um, we're going to be seeing Boehm against Maximoff, right, for the semi-finals. So that's semi-final A. And semi-final B will be Jimenez. Actually, it, it's going to be that fight, people. It's going to be Jimenez against Marina. You know, so, um, yeah. <laughs> now, what do you think is going to happen? Well, listen, I am going to say this, right? I think that, yes, Aino got the win. He got the win, but it's a different thing, right? Because we are going with EBI rules. And EBI rules, listen, it's the best rule set, people. It's the best rule set because it's not some subjective bullshit, right? It's a submission. 
you've got to get a submission or it's right time. So it is very clear who the winner is going to be. Now, the, the, you can think about time frames and all of that, right? That That's the only thing with this because Jail is a son of a bitch and he only gives us you know, a limited time frame. Which is just like, God damn it, Jail, give us longer. Give us longer. And I think that would be cool, right? Because it's a tournament. It would be longer if we got a little extra time here. But I don't think we're going to do it. We don't think we're going to do it. I, I get it. I get it. There's TV and all of that. <sighs> but anyway. Anyway. I just think this is it's a different situation. And I say, people... I say that Jimenez will prevail under this false, under this foot, huh, what the fuck am I trying to say, people, under this rule set, fuck it, let's just say that, he's going to prevail under this rule set, so we're going to have Roberto Jimenez, He's going to win the first semi-final. And then in our other semi-final. <clears throat> oh, man. So, we're going to have Carl Baum against Nicholas Maximoff. I mean, that's a tough one. Right? That That is such a toss-up. Such a toss-up. You know, I, I do think, though. I do think... I'm going to go with Boehm, right? Just because I think Maximoff is tough, but he's a late replacement. So it, it depends on his training and all of that. I don't know. I've tried to have a conversation with him. Didn't get through. Didn't, unfortunately, didn't get through. Didn't happen. If I'd spoken to Maximoff, you know what I mean? I'd, I'd have a clearer picture of how he is. How's the training been going? Right, so I'm gonna say Bowen because he's been training, so we know he's gonna his stamina, all of that, the gas tank, it will be ready, it will be ready. But you're in an on point Nicholas Maximoff, I think he could go all the way, but with this limited information that I have right now, people, I'm gonna say Cole Bowen. Against Roberto Jimenez in the final. And I'm going to say Roberto Jimenez, he takes it. I think mean, he takes it because I love that matchup. I want to see Jimenez against Mason Fowler. I think that is a great matchup. I think Jimenez has got the skill set. I think he's got the skill set to get it done. And especially with the way we've seen him be um, just rolling recently. There is a new fire under Alberto Jimenez, people. There is a new fire. The Aztecs are speaking to him and he is ready. He is ready to reclaim gold and bring it home. So I'm going to say Alberto Jimenez... Wins the tournament and he goes on to challenge the absolute men's champion Mason Fowler. But hey, 
How great is that going to be, right? How great is that going to be? But people, 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 that's not it. That is not it. Because we have one more fight on the card. One more fight on the card, people. And that is going to be for the women's absolute championship. Yep. So last time out, we saw Raquel Canto. I mean, she came in and she got a slick, slick victory over the savage Gillian Robeson. You know, it was real impressive and it has earned her a shot at the gold. But. <laughs> The champion is Amanda Lewin, right? And Amanda Lewin is the female Cray Jones, the female Mason Fowler. She is unstoppable. She has gone up against some of the best, some of the best out there, and no one, no one has been able to... Does even get her in trouble. Right? I was being able to get her in trouble. She is that slick. So although I think Raquel is. I mean, she's so good. Right? I, I just thought her skills. Whew, last time out. They were impressive. They were impressive. And you definitely want to see her. You know challenge herself against Lewin. But. I just don't know who beats Lewin. You know what I mean? I don't know who beats Lewin. She is just so damn good. So damn good, people. Right? I don't... Like, she just hasn't lost. Hasn't lost. Right? Roxanne Modafferi. Beat her. Felicia Spencer. Beat her. Nikki Sullivan, you know, Gillian Roberson, these are all jujitsu, like, extremely good practitioners, right, Ellen Hurl, beat man, Jessica I, Elizabeth Mitrovic, right, Sarah Kaufman, the list goes on. This goes on. No one has been able to solve the puzzle that is Amanda Lewin. And I don't know if anyone can. Right? Is Amanda Lewin the female Khabib? Is she going to roll off into the sunset unbeaten? I think that's a possibility, people. I think that's a possibility. Okay? So, um, hey, I can't wait for the matchup. But I'm going to say Amanda and still. Haha, you know what I mean? And still, people. But yes, Submission Underground 24. It is taking place on Sunday. And you do not. You do not want to miss it. So if if you're a sensible motherfucker, you got yourself fight pass. You won't. So people, there you go. Sub is bringing the weekend home. And uh, yeah, 
we will recap it on the Monday. Alright? Okay, people. So, we are that time again. So, before we bounce, let's take a look and see what fights have been announced. Now, we don't have a a whole heap, but it's definitely interesting, especially because Karolina Kowalczyk is making her comeback. She will be fighting Jessica Penne on the 7th of August at UFC 265. So, hey, I'm looking forward to that one. And then on the 2nd of October, um, yeah, the you know retirement fight of Mesh Carrera will finally be taking place. And she is fighting Carla Rosa. So two fights, definitely looking forward to those. Now this is interesting, right? So Ariel Harani um, had it on his feed, but supposedly Luke Rockhold, who we know is looking for a fight, right? He uh, he says that he was offered a main event against Kamzat Shimavev on the 28th of August. Right, he accepted the fight, but you know, Kamzat declined it. You know what I mean? Because supposedly, because you know, Rockhold is a middleweight, Kamzat has said he wants to stay at welterweight. And um, Rockhold says he was also offered a free round fight against Chimave on the 7th of August. Right, definitely an interesting one because Chamzat, a lobster, you know, call people out and say anytime, any place, he's gonna smash everyone. But hey, if we're to believe Rockhold, and I don't really see why Rockhold would lie, but uh, yeah, Chamzat didn't want to smash him. So, people. That's it, we are done. We will be back on Friday to break down the news. Until then, peace.